Hello and welcome again to 10,000 Hours, or should I say... 10,000 Miles. This is the third episode in our series of four where Grant got to go on the road this installment to Portland, Oregon, where we are talking to awesome people from Portland in their natural habitat of Portland. That was such a mouthful, and I loved it. Thanks, man. I struggled a little bit. No, no, no. I I wasn't trying to call attention to that. I just meant I was genuinely thinking about what a mouthful that was. And it was a blast in Portland. I was so thankful for that time. Very jealous, yeah. And this particular episode was fantastic. It was with the kind folk, really the kind folk. Really, though. Of Jolby and Friends. Josh and Colby. Jolby. Making Jolby. Yeah, yeah. I think that's weird. I think, that's, yeah. I think it's safe to say that's yeah, where that's it came what from. the name came from. And uh, a, a very talented creative studio. And they very much are a studio. Yeah. At this point, you know, I think they have seven or eight people. Uh, under their wings, the wings of Joel B. Doing amazing work. Really cool stuff. Man, like just a really, a big range of stuff. And off mentioned on this show, actually. Yeah, we, yeah, I think we yeah. mentioned them before. And uh, so this is episode 27. 27. Wow. Yeah, I know. Not bad. We're getting out there. Episode 27. And we were talking about, uh, we were talking about Team Spirit. Absolutely. Team Spirit. And it's what it sounds like. It's like the culture of a thing that you're doing in every project, relationship, entrepreneurship that you undergo there is going to be a culture that surrounds it and making sure everyone kind of rallies around the same flag so to speak is important it Mm -hmm. keeps people moving in the right direction it keeps things positive it makes sure everyone is at their most productive putting the friends in Jovian friends as we mentioned if you might say I think we do actually yeah yeah, (laughs) Uh, when you think about like being a team and team spirit and friends and peers uh, something I think about is the amazing connections that can happen at an event, at a conference, at any sort of experience. And one that I personally experienced was at was at uh, Patterns, Pattern School of Business uh, and Design. Absolutely, man. Uh, which I attended. A uh, friend of the show, Josh Long, started this out in Wilmington, which is sort of a seemingly unlikely place for such an innovative and cool creative thing. But hey, it fits, man. It definitely fits. Yeah, I mean... I'm I'm one to speak. You know, the last studio, well, that was implying that it was a cool creative thing. So who am I to say? But I was going to say, you know, the last studio was like way out in the boonies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Anyway, the point is, you know, cool cool work and connections and and creativity and and team spirit really can come from anywhere. And and it is happening out in Patterns, uh, at, at the Pattern School Business and Design in Wilmington, North Carolina. Which I attended and which was an incredible experience. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but if, if you're into doing really cool work, if you're into learning and learning with uh, people who are also into doing cool like-minded work, like-minded individuals, yeah, yeah, I, I would suggest checking it out. Patterns.co. Patterns.co. Simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. Check that out. It's well worth your time, even just to learn more about it. And thank you to Patterns for sponsoring this episode. Thank you, listeners, for joining us on this journey of 10,000 miles. Enjoy episode 27, Team Spirit. Why can't we be friends? 
so Vince, tell me what you're working on. So Grant, it's like uh, it's a little bit crazy because we're I mean not to date the cast because we hate doing that, but mm-hmm. we're recording like four episodes in four days, and so wow. I'm I'm busy with the same stuff, but. To our listeners, this will be a week later. Well, make so. something up that you think you'll be working on when this episode gets released. Yeah, I'll be working on my second full-length novel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right. Uh, no, I'm really busy at work at Yamamoto with Samsung. We're doing work for their printing division. Really cool stuff. Uh, they're an awesome forward-thinking company, and even though they've got some of the same challenges that a lot of clients have, talking about things in the right way, making it translatable to different languages and different cultures. It's a really fun, exciting client to oh, work on. And sounds nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a great opportunity, and I'm having fun doing it, uh, but it has kept me really busy. And, of course, the show, this has been a total like whirlwind week mm-hmm. for, for 10,000 hours. We're doing 10,000 miles, of course. You are on yeah, the road technically. <laughs> in Portland, which is amazing and awesome, and I'm jealous. Uh, so without further ado, I'm going to let that transition us into my question. What are you? Oh, thank you. Thank you for asking, man. I really appreciate that. Um, well, the, the podcast right now, like right now, um, besides that, you know, a couple of those video projects that we've talked about, we got that music video coming up. We're shooting in. Well, I don't want to say when, but in the near future, or we already shot by the time you're listening. Or it's months uh, in the past. <laughs> yeah, but uh, and it went amazing, I'm sure. Um, so that, and then like two identity projects uh, for a couple of startups, which is cool. And, uh, you know, just jamming away. Awesome, man. Um, awesome. But, like I said, right now, at the very moment, I'm putting some time into the podcast, and I'm actually coming to you straight from uh, from from the studio of our guest. Well, sort of uh, side room, the the labs we're calling it. Um, yep. And our guests today are the co-founders, co-creative directors, co co friends, co weirdos, co friends, co dudes. <laughs> you know, yeah, they do a lot of coing. Um, is that a verb? And uh, yeah, so t- <laughs> so today we're talking with Josh and Colby uh, collectively, Joelby. And friends, which is nice. I think I think that's a nice vibe coming from the Midwest. I think the end friends is very attractive to us. It's like oh oh yeah for sure oh okay yeah, right yeah maybe we can be friends right <laughs> um, yeah so thanks for joining us guys yeah thank you the the end friends actually started as an accident oh we really wanted, how's that we wanted Jolby.com back in two thousand eight uh-huh. and it wasn't available at some like UK um, dot biz dot us like, dot uh, it's, it's like a jewelry Carlsbad. company and we couldn't get it so we're like uh jewelry and friends because we collab a lot and we're gonna work with people sweet and then we ended up absorbing it into the name nice yeah. it's it's like it's like a cool version of like and partners you know what i mean cool. like a lot of like yeah. lawyers do that and i you know screw, right screw that and associates guys. yeah and associates <laughs> that would have been real fucked up yeah <laughs> friends is much better although yeah have you guys ever considered switching into like lawyering because I know, I'm just, I'm just saying it's super lucrative. I could definitely get someone locked up for sure. Oh, nice. Okay, so I don't doubt that at all. And hey, before we start, I gotta say, uh, this is really cool to have Joby and friends on the show because you have somewhat of a of a notoriety record, yeah, yeah, on the cast of very frequently Oof. mentioned. That's studio and they're top they're top so right weird. now i think it's actually probably probably jessica i think jessica hish is oh, like beating yes. you she's probably I mean, got like sure. seven she or eight be. i yeah, think that's yeah. conservative i'm like i'm i'm on the double digits plan for jessica okay hish, but well 
These guys are sometimes I reference. Sometimes I reference her. Surpass that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if there was some money exchanged, I could start mentioning you guys more. Oh, let's talk. Cool. So, could you guys do us the honor? Could you tell us what you're working on? What you're putting time into? Yeah. So, uh, like Colby said, we're when we became Jolbian friends is when we actually started bringing on employees, and we're a studio of six now. So uh, we do. A lot of different work from um, small branding projects to uh, bigger work um, that kind of goes longer period. Mm -hmm. um, so right now... Yeah, right now we're working on um, an icon set for a tech company. Um, we're doing a ton of beer labels. Oh, yeah, we, man. We work That's with, like real fun. It's <laughs> yeah, we work with, fun. We work with uh, Hopworks Urban Brewery. They're a... Uh, local brewery here in town mm -hmm. and we do all of their design work so hell yeah it's super fun it's really fun we uh, we podcasted with omfg co i don't know if that'll go up before or after this but uh they were we were actually drinking their is it post post time kolsch or whatever they're yeah, like limited edition oh yeah, yeah, yeah with yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and the uh portland meadows oh awesome yeah super yeah. cool rad yeah, um, and we do else? a lot of uh, branding. Like Josh said, we have a lot of coffee clients. Ooh, we get to work with a lot of stuff that we consume ourselves. Which That's nice. Is you've got the better. morning beverage and the evening beverage oh, yeah. markets covered, man. Yeah. yeah, and then we did work for a restaurant a while ago, a burger restaurant. So we have lunch covered as well. Nice. Yeah, they gave us black wow. cards like all points of the day. Wow, unlimited eating, but the food is the. It's like you might as well just dump toxic sewage down your belly it's amazing but it'll do terrible things to your body <laughs> so what are you guys working on so we're currently working on uh our website we're redoing the whole thing and Oof. um making it real pretty but it's taking a long time but it'll be it'll be awesome yeah it's it, something you never budget time for uh -huh. or or people for and but it's yeah. exciting it's like we've we've really questioned what we do and why we do it so mm. our new site should hopefully say that and give people kind of a, a better idea of who Jolbian Friends is instead mm -hmm. of just um, an illustration duo. We do so much more and we are a, a studio of six and we have six different people that have personalities and we mm -hmm. really want to try to make our site um, show that we're uh, friends that work together and, and have this collective idea of totally. collaboration. Yeah, I bet sure. I'm working on my looking to put the friends in Joby and friends. Yes. yes. Boom. I'm working on my own site right now. And it's like so much, especially solo too. It's like so much investment and like, uh, I'm actually working with the good, good people of Vaughn 91. It's a small development firm in Minneapolis. And I do this with some people where I trade. So I like, I trade services, I trade time. And so for this particular one, I traded them a bunch of branding work for some other style thing, which nice. was cool. It's a good opportunity for me too to like just have free reign. But then I also have to design the site, so they're gonna they're developing it. But it's just like, whew, if yeah. you add that all yeah. up, that's like a ton of investment. But I'm really excited, and it feels really good once you like start to have a handle on the thing. You're like, okay, I think I know where this is going. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah. So, speaking of that, speaking of that. Uh, idea especially you guys you're six now and you've been around for four years yeah, yeah. about four years yeah, yeah. uh-huh and so in november you were talking about um how you were thinking about what you do why you do it who you are which is kind of natural when you're redoing your site and like you kind of have to fill out that content um so it's a good good exercise but i think we're going to sort of use that and something that seems to be really important to your ethos and to your whole mission which is collaboration and we're going to use the idea of team spirit a little 
a little reverent. I like it uh, as the topic today. Cool. And so, Vinny, what does that mean to you? What does Team Spirit mean? To me, Team Spirit is more your like natural definition of collaboration, right? So you've got collaboration, you've got working together, and we've talked about you know partnership and collaboration before on the show. But Team Spirit is kind of like um, how to maintain a rapport and a dynamic, and how to make sure everyone on a team or in a partnership is moving in the same direction uh, and kind of on the same page together with a goal in mind. To me, that's what team spirit is. Yeah. It's it's like collaboration plus. Yeah, no, totally. And I think the language, honestly, the language is important there. It, it kind of reminds me of what you guys are up to and like even the language of and friends. It's like right. it's yep. got that like approachable sort of, hey, we're like in this together kind of idea and sort of a bit of enthusiasm, which I think uh, lends itself to team spirit. So I guess to start it off, I'd be curious to hear from you guys what – what does collaboration mean to you guys? I mean, it's in your mission statement. What is team spirit? Um, I mean... And just to clarify, so you want to say your name before oh, yeah. you talk here? This is Josh. There you go. I like long walks on the beach. <laughs> Pickles. Pickles. Nice. And... Yeah, pickles. Um, okay. Noodles. And no- noodles. Noodles. Noodles and com- noodles and friends. Noodles and friends. Oh, man. Oh, Let's yeah. go do that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. whoa. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Okay, so this is Josh. Yes, yeah, so this is Josh. Um, so it's there's actually a story that kind of goes with my definition and what we wanted to really kind of move towards. Uh, we were at an event. We were with our one of our employees, and he um, he brought up that he felt that when we talk, we only talked about Jolby as Colby and I, and uh. that Jolby was just the two of us. And I was like, well, it's just a name. And he's like, no. We're all Jolby. We're all in this together. This is what we stand for. And it was really interesting to take something that for Colby and I, the name Jolby was just given to us randomly and we it just stuck. So it was always just like, oh yeah, we're, we're Jolby. I'm Josh. He's Colby. Um, but the idea that this name kind of uh, just preceded who we were and that it wasn't just the two of us, that it meant so much more to... Um, the people that we were working with, that it was really invigorating and fun to figure out how we could incorporate it even more and how do we get that. And I think that for me, team spirit really comes down to making sure that our employees and us are all on the same page of why we're moving forward with collaboration as the theme of what we do. And um, I think that making sure that we're all on board and have the same ideas and perspective uh, it, it gets us all pumped to to want to work together and want to continue to create and do the collaboration the way that we do it. So it's been, I think that was, that really did like flip a switch because when he said it, I was like, well, I don't understand. This doesn't make sense to me because we never really thought about Jolby being anything more than just what people called Colby and I. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And and I would say too, since we've gotten bigger, and this is Colby. Oh, this is Colby. You're good now. I, just, I like just now they know. I also <laughs> like walks. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's that's good. Um, noodles, yeah. Yeah, well, I prefer burgers though. Um, oh, and he likes cats. Colby oh, likes really? cats. I'm a cat, I like dogs. I'm a cat lady for sure. Uh, dogs I'm, rule. Oh my I'm God, allergic. What an odd couple. To cats. <laughs> so. Allergic to cats? Yeah. It's that dander, man. Yeah, I know, man. Oh, okay. Um, so I think teamwork to me 
uh, team spirit, camaraderie, especially when you have employees, it becomes more about like the psychology of the room mm-hmm. and you kind of have to be, oh, yeah. you have to be in touch with everyone else's psyche, which sounds so effing heady, but, well, but no, honestly, it sounds if, on point to me. I if, if someone's in a bad mood in the studio, if no one addresses it, that day's going to go to waste or the work can't be as good as it could be because that person's stuck in a hole. Yeah. So if that's, yep. ha- if that happens in our studio, we try to kind of pull each other out of that and um, really pay attention to each other and listen to each other. Mm-hmm. And that creates this base foundation that allows all great work to happen on top of that. And when someone starts getting a little bit too self-centered or focused on their needs, we try to just bring them back to the group and the mission and you know what does this project need to do in the end because that's what's important. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of a dance we do all day by communicating. We talk a lot and constantly our studio is very loud and i think that creates a really strong bond in our studio between everybody who's working on projects either mm-hmm. the same project or different ones um but to me that's really important well so and at what point did you guys because you guys went off on your own you guys were working with agencies right different mm-hmm. agencies or yep. freelance or whatever and then you came together and i mean i'm sure there was some sort of tipping point that led you to start the studio yeah we got uh the studio we worked for um, we got laid off, and instead of going and Classic. working for yeah, instead of going and working <laughs> and for another for another agency, we really wanted to w- see if we could uh, go full time as a studio, doing the work that we were doing on the side for fun, mm-hmm. and see if we can get clients uh, and and do that. And yeah, we had no idea that we would be where we are today. It was of like course. we thought it was just going to be. Uh, the two of us and we were going to do some work and have some, some laughs, and, push some yeah. pixels and yep. see you later. But, yeah. we're, but just work hard because yeah. we'd been before that we had been kind of like an art duo. Joel be doing art shows uh-huh. and then we do the agency thing during the day. And so we, we had worked super hard before together, but we were like, well, let's make this a thing. Mm-hmm. Let's just make really, really rad stuff that we're super stoked on. Mm-hmm. And then everything else kind of fell into place. Sweet. So, and then at what point, so you guys start working together in 2010. At what point did you guys hire the first employee or start to that sort was, of grow? That was a year and a, almost a year and a half ago. We okay. hired our first employee and then we had um, a part-time designer working sure. with us. And then, uh, yeah, and then we slowly added mm-hmm. um, more employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so someday you're hoping to be 10,000 10, plus company, right? Nah. You guys want to be? No. That's the thing about a small studio is, and Josh, you can tell me if I'm speaking for us too much, but um, <laughs> it just, it feels big enough to be more than mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. Uh, but small enough to still be able to like kind of know what's happening and, and like, control the team spirit of the room yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Cause once you grow to like 20, 30 people, well now you have, you have split teams and you have different rooms and you, you know, it's not yeah, everybody. The challenge compounds. The more people involved, the yeah. harder it is to get everyone moving in one direction. That's uh, exactly inarguable in a way. So yeah. Vinny, Vinny, I actually want to kind of like push this question to you guys. Cause I think my yeah. experience is slightly different actually than, than both of yours. I mean, you, you two, but also Vince, uh, I just want to like, cause what we're kind of dancing around with team spirit is this idea of culture and like yep, how yep. that works in practice and like how people talk about your thing, how people feel about your thing. You know, I think that was an interesting insight or interesting event that happened with 
the the dude who was saying like oh no it's like and it's like not it's not you guys are Joel B but like what are we and uh, it's like kind of that searching for identity because I think people's natural um, position is to want to be a part of the team right and usually usually when people don't have that team spirit it's I think most times the leader's fault and so it's like an interesting thing to think about culture and I, Vince you're not necessarily setting the tone for the culture at your agency. But I'd be, I'd be curious to just hear you go talk about like what, it, what is the team spirit in practice at Yamamoto and like, what do you guys do or what is like, what is the culture like? For sure. That's a great question. I think advertising agencies as a whole are maybe more attuned to this idea than, than like most mm-hmm. corporate cultures. The fact that you need like um, a power and you need, to cultivate a culture within your agency. I think Yamamoto definitely does that. We do the, the classic like bonding activities. But more than that, I think they really perpetuate kind of an atmosphere of openness and collaboration mm-hmm. and low pressure. And so all of that is very positive and good for the people that work there. I mean, at the same time, we're a little larger than a, like a startup. Yeah, what, what are and you, so- like 50? Or no, we're, I think we're between thirty and forty. Okay, right? so pretty close. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough to always have everyone moving in the same direction, right? Especially yeah. during a time of change. We're we're like hiring a lot of new people. We moved to a new building. We're acquiring a lot of new clients, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of freelancers in the in the building recently. And so that's all. That's all like different factors that cause different trajectories. So obviously, there are people. Um, I don't know, like, it's not too focused on hierarchy, but there are people who sort of like pushing, who kind of set the yeah, tone, right? For absolutely. you. And I, w- I was going to say sure. like, who, like who is, I don't, you don't have to say names, but like who kind of sets the tone. And then I was going to jump to you guys and just sort of ask like, how do you guys set the tone? Cause uh, you know, as business owners, I'm sure there are times where it's like maybe less than ideal or maybe even really shitty. Like you're figuring <laughs> stuff out, right? With clients and money and finances and payroll. It's really, really hard. Yeah. Really, really hard. I mean, it's hard. It's hard enough to run a business uh-huh. and deliver work on time, and then when you compound that with how happy is everybody around me, mm-hmm. then it's it's sometimes it just gets insane, and sometimes it's just a bad day. Yeah, and of course that affects oh, sure. culture. Yeah, and I think in in our studio, uh, one part of our culture that may seem uh, counterproductive to what most people think of as culture, but we work really hard and mm. we've brought on people that really believe in working hard and mm. want to come into our studio and work and and pump out awesome stuff that they truly believe in and um so that is actually a part of of who we are like it's something that makes up you know almost the the framework of um what we do each day um so so to do that and then to balance it out with what is going to make everyone happy and how do we all get on the same page uh there's just that i would say that that's like the struggle it's like you're working super hard but then how do you balance it out and and do those things mm-hmm. so yeah. this i mean oh i didn't mean to cut you off you're good. but oh no you're good that was that's like really interesting that you say that because you you're mentioning a personality trait and it's very industrious maybe is the right word for it you have drive to work very hard all the time, and that kind of lends itself. I mean, it's it's easy to all be on the same page when you have this personality trait in common. 
So this is a question I wanted to have for both of you guys, and I do have it. I wanted to ask both of you guys. <laughs> um, so when you're evaluating someone to hire or work with, totally. is it you want to find someone with similar philosophy so that you'll naturally be moving in the right direction, the same direction together? Or do you look for anyone and then think of ways uh, to bring that personality in line. And it's relevant. Like it's relevant because right? you guys are hiring a junior designer right yeah, now, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so like, wh- what are you looking for and like, what are you thinking? So it's, yeah. <laughs> so if anyone out there is looking to come to Joel, <laughs> pick up your no, phone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Act well, now. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think there's, we do both. So I think that there's lots of little things that we can do to kind of help someone uh, come into the fold, even if they may not have that same the same work ethic we did, but do. Um, but I think what we try to look for is someone who's willing to to want to work, that they care deeply about the work that they do. That um, we don't just come to work just to do the work. Like it's not that's not why right, we do right, this. Right. It's not why Colby and I started. We really wanted to come up with a company that we could work on fun projects because that's what we uh, just missed from our past years. So it was something that really drove that and it's continued through. So um, I think that that is, you know, a a main driving force to what we're doing each day. So yeah, it's like we can find someone that says that they're going to work really hard. But what we do is uh, like Colby said, we're we're very vocal in our studio. So um, right. the things that we can do to help bring someone on to our work ethic is uh, talking constantly. We do a lots of check-ins. We do um, our review process probably different than other agencies and companies because we're constantly um, over each other's shoulder. We're we're manipulating things on each other's um, computers yeah. or just m- taking. The sketchbook from someone and really just working out ideas so that we can move forward the the best for that project instead of like, okay, well, you have a review at three o'clock. Make sure you have 10 comps by then. That doesn't make sense for what we do. So that is something that really helps us find the efficiency and and make sure that everyone is uh, is working the way that. So so basically you're sort of like. For the most part, it sounds like then you're looking for quote unquote self starters, but like kind of like entrepreneurial minded or like sort of like well, you have a bit of a startup kind of vibe with that, no? Well, I think in that in the sense that it, we're very hands on and uh-huh. it's very much like everyone is responsible for for keeping this crazy ship afloat down the river. Sure, but I think. I would think the core of what we look for is someone who still wants to learn. Uh-huh. Like Josh and I, we we made kind of a pact when we started this is to take a, your ego out of the room. If the other person has the better idea or the easier way to do it or can teach you something, mm-hmm. listen to them. Mm-hmm. And, and they're an, a resource. So we teach everyone in our studio this, that it shouldn't be about you and your victories. It's the team's victories. And uh-huh. most people who can ride that out want to learn and they want to learn a new way to do something in Photoshop or, oh my God, that was a great idea. Yes, let's run with it and pitch that. It wasn't my idea, but I'm really, really proud of you. So, and you can sniff those people out pretty quickly. Because we we're really honest about critiques with work and how a meeting went, but it's always to benefit the other person. It's never to be Mm -hmm. a dick. Right, yeah. Like if we're working on a project with someone and and we want to collaborate with them, it's like we go into 
it the same way that we hope they do is for the betterment of that project instead of our own personal gain. That's not what we do. So that is uh, when, when we're looking to work with someone or to hire someone, it's someone who's coming on to be a team player yeah. in the the most uh, – I mean, they just have to have that that idea that, that they can't – they're not going to walk away from this with – a piece that they can look at and be like, I did every single bit of this. Sure. And that, uh, right, not, right, right. That's not what our studio is. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I would say we do that sort of um, asking our employees and people who work with us to respond uh, directly to us so much that there was a week where it was just a hard week in the studio. It was just kind of a rough time. And, um, our designers and our studio manager could kind of feel that kind of vibe coming off of us. Mm-hmm. And they sat us down and they were like, Hey dudes, <laughs> like you guys should like lighten up. Like, you know, they kind of brought us out of our phone uh, and they gave us really good feedback. Like you guys are, you know, let's just turn this around and, and be fun and have fun. Mm-hmm. And, and that really, that really helped. So it's sort of familial. Yeah, it is. Like we really in care, way, yeah, for we sure. care about everybody that's in our studio and mm-hmm. we want the best for them. And, yeah, if if one of us is in a in a bad mood or if if anything is just bad vibes, it really hinders the efficiency of what we're doing and that is what is on everyone's mind is like how efficient is our studio working? So, when it's like that, we vocally say something. Mhm. Absolutely. And so that that raises my next question and this goes out to Grant and Josh and Colby. When you encounter maybe it's not always like a a collaborator on the a collaborator on the employee level or kind of like an engine part collaborator collaborator. yeah the collaborator on like a employee level or like a partner level maybe it's a client level it's it's any of these relationships what happens when you get someone who has a differing point of view or maybe doesn't have the level of team spirit needed to to mesh naturally is there like a process you go through to get on board with each other or is that something you try to avoid? I don't know if there's a – well, of course we try to avoid that for <laughs> sure. But sometimes right, right. you just get paired up with someone or you have a client that, you know, is just a little harder to work with. But I, I think to collaborate with anyone, it's a two-way street. They they need they need to want to collaborate for the thing to be successful, right? So I think right. it's just – at least for us in the past, we just adjust our approach. If someone's – really hard-headed and, and, and really tough about a couple things, we might have a softer approach. If someone's a little more laid back and a little mousier, but they have great ideas, we might be a little bit more aggressive to push them to bring those ideas out. Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't know about you, but I think that's kind of how we do it, kind of adjust on yeah. entry. And I mean, we really try to figure out in the beginning, uh, speaking to like clients or or someone else that we're working with, it's like, well, why are we collaborating? Because mm-hmm. if we don't understand that and really get the the overall idea of that collaboration, the end purpose of it, there's just no point. It's a waste of everyone's time if there's a better way of doing it. If there's some different way of approaching a project where it's not a collaboration, where it's just uh, us doing our part and then doing theirs or whatever it is, it's like, there's just no point to collaborate unless there's the reason for it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, 
to it's use to use like the worst buzzword in the world. Like you're looking for a little bit of synergy, maybe, right? That's <laughs> the point of a collaboration. I mean, but yeah. it is in a way like that is why you collaborate because you each have something unique that you can bring to the yes, table. Exactly. Yeah, there has to be that appreciation for the other uh, to want to start that collaboration. Mm -hmm. If it's not there, it just falls on its face and you're just collaborating to collaborate. Totally. And it's a waste of everybody's time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. A couple a couple points on there. Uh, Vin, we we recorded an episode recently talking about red flags and Yes, like, we did. We did. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So like indicators of like you know, like I, I have some indicators early on in a process, like even the way I'll use language or I'll like talk about what I do that are just like cut and dry good good ways for me to test and see if it's going to be a good fit so that's one way i sort of prevent these sort of situations but i think tension and friction is supernatural not supernatural it's super <laughs> natural in super in the creative natural. process in in right. making stuff especially something that is sometimes kind of like a soft idea you don't necessarily know exactly in concrete terms what you're making and so there's this like give and take but i really do think that from that tension comes good work and better work and I think that, to me, is the point of collaborating with either other studios or agencies or other creatives or clients um, is that you both can bring something and you can learn something from each other. Um, and, and I think, too, really quick, just on yeah. that, um, I think that's what feels the best is when you go into a collaboration knowing that this person is going to elevate what I'm doing mm -hmm. and, and realizing that as you go in it unlocks yep. so many different things and in collaborating josh and i've been talking about this a lot lately because we're writing a talk right now for weapons of mass creation oh cool um just that the word collaboration gets tossed around a lot it's we, like a cliche yeah we, we haven't really addressed that but like it is like it kind of is but the way yeah. the way we do it it's it's very personal like we know so much about each other and mm -hmm. that influences our work mm -hmm. and we know so much about other people like if you don't get to know a human before you start to interact with them everything's just going to be really face value on the surface you got to like get your hands into someone to really get out like <laughs> you got to dig in just to get, get get those awesome nuggets out of them and vice versa too mm -hmm. yeah and it's the same thing even with like a client it's like there's no reason that you're you're getting hired to just do something and not really understand why and what you're doing and who this person is there. This is their company and this is their specialty. And it's like when people just, uh, just kind of be like, well, we're just collaborating. I'm going to do this, give it to them. And it's like, Oh, there's a collaboration. It's like, there's so much more to that. And I think that, um, well, just hiring someone versus collaborating yeah, is yeah. like different. And 100%. I, a, a few thoughts on that real quick is like, we've talked about this before, Vince, the dynamic. So the dynamic you guys are talking about where it's like, if you go into it, knowing it's a collaboration, that's a lot different than getting hired. And I've found that when people, um, come to me and that was sort of a different, like that, that, uh, flow, let's call it new business, whatever new work. Like when that flow switched to more people approaching me, that, that dynamic was way better. Because going into it, that person wanted to work with me or wants to work with me instead of like hiring me. And I think that's right. where the language or sort of the whole attitude changes. Um, and then two other points. One is like when that tension happens, and I'm, that happens with you guys, I'm sure, with, with clients, with you're giving creative work, you're showing stuff. Um, I found that, you know, in their tools like a creative brief or like a whatever – um, that, you know, you kind of all agree on from the get-go. And like OMFG Co., they were talking about their creative brief and, and sort of the elements of that. But I've found that, like, if you can get something that is a little more objective that you agree on, and then you analyze everything through that lens, and that allows you to, to like, talk about it sort of 
separate from both of the entities. And so I guess even within that is the idea that like you got to back it up. If you have an opinion on something, that's good. And it's really, I think, important to have an opinion, especially in the creative world. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you need to back it up and you need to be able to think about it through the lens of your collaborator, of your client, and know that they don't necessarily do this every day. And so I think that sometimes creatives get in this habit of like complaining about clients. Mm -hmm. And I think like a lot of times it's really not a client's fault. They haven't been educated or they haven't been told what is going on. Or they're just not listening. It's I it's, mean, it's, it's also the client's yeah. fault. <laughs> but also it's absolutely 100% client's fault. It's like they're they're you're hired to do a job and even if that job is oh. super collaborative and it's super you know that you guys are working together and that's how the client wants it but it's like when you stop listening to what your client's doing you're forgetting the whole mm-hmm. reason why you're helping them or why you got hired to do something. So even as much as you're collaborating, it's when you stop listening is that's when a lot of problems happen. Mm-hmm. And that I think that's, comes. Yeah, that's uh, so on point. Yeah. You have to respect like, them, right? They're the expert in their thing. You might be the expert in your thing. Right. But like right. if you just think you can do your craft and that will solve it, like you, you failed. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. wrong. You're dead wrong. Yeah. And I think this ties into the idea of team spirit really well because we sometimes should bear in mind that it's not like – our culture or our direction to impose on the people that we're bringing in as collaborative partners, it's, it's going to be a genesis. Whatever the direction ends up being, whatever the culture of this project or group ends up being, it's going to be taken from parts of everyone who's involved in the mm-hmm. collaboration, right? And so like expecting someone to fall in line with whatever you guys have set out or whatever maybe I've set out at the beginning of a project or an agency sets out uh, in their, like, I don't know, brand guidelines, whatever, is an unrealistic expectation because a, a, a team spirit and a culture should evolve along with each new person that joins the fold. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, it's like when you, if you don't go back to the, why you're doing what you're doing, how it's so hard to get people uh, pumped on a project or, or a client and that's where you know, you start to lose uh, traction and, and people get burnt out and stuff like that. But if it's like, well, what if we just kept talking about those things? And what if everyone's spirit did remain up and, and mm. we weren't talking trash about the other creatives or the client or something? It's like, well, what if we just stayed positive and, and really tried to find those good vibe nuggets that are within a project or a client and use that to really make sure that everyone is happy, mm-hmm. both the creatives the project managers, the client, whoever it is, it's like, why can't we just be happy about what we're why doing? Why can't we all just be friends, you know, right? Yeah, <laughs> let's get along. Why can't we be friends? It does seem, though, like that the better work comes from that. You know, the, yeah. se- the second you start, like, thinking of the client as, like, oh, they're, like, you know, or you're talking among the team and you're talking shit about them and it's, like, you can't do we lo- we just lost because, like, now man. we're what? Now we're fighting within our team and You we destroy lose. the morale and it's, like... We realized after we started hiring people, the weight of words. Mm -hmm. And if we come into the room and say, this client's a a pile of poo, then, oh my, no one's going to give a crap about the work at all. You guys have the C's on your jerseys. You're the captains. (laughs) I mean, you are. That's right. right. Yeah. Sports team, balls, and... And, and points and, and points and lines <laughs> and and those under eye black things. You, hey, you said it, and you guys—that's part of your culture, right? You guys all wear eye black during. Oh yeah, yeah oh, for yeah. sure. And we write the, yeah. our names. It's good because you have high brightness on your screens. You gotta 
somehow against all odds that's actually a transition to my question wow just are there any like sort of more tactical things you guys and friends to like build team spirit or like keep people happy and working together with smiles on their faces is it are like do you guys go out together? Summer do you, Fridays. Do you, together? do you do barbecue? Yeah, do you... like I like I like we were saying before. We're since it was Josh and I for so long, and we've been so focused on the work. And yeah, him and I for sure. The work is our personal reward, even if it's something we didn't work on, and the the rest of the team did, and we love it. It's still a big win for us, yeah. honestly. Uh, so awesome. we've always been rewarded by the work, and it was until we hired our Steven manager, our Steven manager studio, <laughs> our studio manager Steven, he really started to bring into the fold more of that culture stuff, and like, hey, we should let's go out to happy hour. Hey, why don't we take everybody here? Because our heads are so focused on yeah. deadlines and work, we yeah, needed sure. someone to come in and say. Let's go have fun. Right. And it's not even like, uh, and Colby and I, like he said, we're having fun doing it. And mm-hmm. yeah. they have fun working on the projects. But yeah, we, we're still learning like, well, what is the culture of Joel and Friends going to be? We don't know that yet. Like we don't really know, you know, we don't have set things that we do like take off every Friday during the sure. summer and those things. It's like we don't right, know right. that stuff yet. But it's becoming more important because yeah. we see that it's really affecting us. But before, like Colby said, it was just the two of us. So the, the reward was that it was working. It was the fact that we got to work together every day on projects that we enjoyed. And we looked at that as a reward enough. And it's totally cool that it's not everyone's. And it sh- there should be other stuff for Colby and I to balance that out. And we're just learning it. And it's cool that we get to learn it from our our employees and the, you know, mm-hmm. the small group that we are. We approach it like friends. And um, we hang out in that way. And we try to separate work so that we can learn about each other and really vibe off of it. It's mm-hmm. like it helps us be able to find new clients and to understand why our employees want to do certain things. It's because we know them personally and we know how they are as people. I can take on a, a job and know that one of them will do it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have anything to do with the work. It has to do with who they are as people. And we really try to do that because that's kind of how Colby and I – got to understand why we wanted to work together because we got to know each other as people Mm -hmm. and that was important. That is interesting thinking about it. Like again, we're, you know, we're kind of using the team metaphor here, but just thinking about it as a team, it's like you guys hiring a studio manager was kind of the first step in like, Oh, we can't have a bunch of forwards. We maybe need somebody to play some other positions here. And then also when you're talking about uh, some of these other things, getting to people, getting to know people on a personal level, that is like how teams come together. Right. I mean, you have to, you have to care. mm -hmm. And if you don't, it just shows and you'll Mm -hmm. just devolve into a pile of goo. Ah, this is cool. You you guys should, um, or uh, I recently read leaders eat last at Simon Sinek's newer book. Super good. Like, but yeah, he just like gets into these ideas of like, honestly, just the chemicals that are released when you start to have that sort of bond, like the oxytocin and like how you all start to feel better. And it's, um, it's interesting. and I think very relevant to what you guys are doing. It's awesome. It's so much comes down to that psychology, Mm -hmm. the body people. It's so funny how, what we focus on so much now, because I, you know, we know how to operate the work side of it as we're Mm -hmm. focusing on the people side and how, you know, how many, you know, whatever we need to do on that side. So, well, that's like, that's, that's kind of like leadership, right? As you yeah. move into more, more leadership positions yeah. beyond just yourselves, like you're responsible for them. And so it's, that's a lot of pressure, and but also an opportunity. How do you not lead? How do you step in and say, Hey guys, here's the setup. 
go knock it out right. of the park and and sh- show me what you want to provide do. space for people to and do be it. able to let go as the principals of the studio like that's also very hard right mm-hmm. yeah i mean and that kind of ties into you know the team spirit we want them to really feel like if they say that they feel like they're jolby mm-hmm. like well what does that mean what what part of that is you and i think that that really helps people get invested in such a small team we are so small and you know a lot of the times people recognize jolby and friends as just Colby and I, and we don't want that. We really do want it to feel like that it's a group of people coming together and creating all this work. Mm -hmm. And we don't ever want to take ownership of it because we may just be doing the, I may just doing project management on one of the projects, but it still looks like Jolby and friends. Like we Mm -hmm. just, we are trying to create it so that everyone feels invested in that. And I think that ties back into letting people lead and letting us take uh, you know, a second seat to what they're doing. Yeah. I'm like thinking of like the logical extension of that, but it's like, you know, someday that could mean like you're no longer even involved, but Joby is still a thing. I know that's not probably where you guys are trying to head, but like, that is like, Like, yeah, we're, but that's also, that's another thing is our, our brains are so open to what tomorrow is going to be Cool. that, yeah, that if something like that happens, then it will obviously be because something else great happened. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. Yeah, everything's going to be amazing. (laughs) Everything already is amazing, guys. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of amazing things. There you go. Okay, I was thinking how you were going to do that one. I was was (laughs) going to say, like, so, like, after work, do you guys go anywhere or? Right. Uh, I was setting Vince up here. When when the office closes (laughs) and the sun is setting in the sky. Now, uh, what we're talking about, and we do this each week, is... We talk about an off-topic topic, and so that's just a way to break up the typical, the topical conversation of the day. And while we're in Portland, while we're on the road, we are talking about home. home. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so what does home mean to you guys? It can be metaphorical. It can be literal. It can be metaphysical. Anything you guys think of when I say the word home, I want to know what it evokes and like kind of the conversational points around home that you guys would want to talk about. Yeah, Sounds like you guys work a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, home for us is actually a really interesting question because we did an art show back in 2008 called Home is Where You Make It. Ooh. And Josh had just moved to Chicago. We'll show notes to that. Is there a link to oh, it cool. somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. We'll find it. Um, On joelbeanfriends.com. Dot com backslash. Oh, um, man. So Josh had just moved to Chicago. I just moved to Portland. And we were both really displaced. And we were learning new things about how to work together. We were figuring out how to exchange files and still maintain the purity of what we were doing, whatever. But we ended up figuring out for the character in the story that home is where you make it. Mm-hmm. it you, you really define what that word means. Um, but for me, I don't know. I think it has to be... It's a huge assortment of things. Like I need people around me that I care about and care about me. I need good food. I need coffee. (laughs) And I need to be doing work that I care about. That is a home to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, For sure. For me, uh, my wife is home to me. That's that's pretty much the, like my, uh, one of my happy places. Um, now my wife's going to kill me. This yeah. Is great. You're welcome. If you just say, I love my wife, we'll just like edit it up. Yeah. And, you know. I love my wife. <laughs> nice. Yeah, she'll love it. Um, and then the other thing is when, when I moved to Portland, I think it was the first time that I felt at home and at, 
uh, a sense of peace and and looking around and feeling uh, super excited and happy for where I live. And I think it was uh, I was just in the forest. Um, I go foraging in the fall with a friend, and it was completely silent. And I just looked around and was just in awe of where I lived, and I felt at home and at peace. And um, to me, this. Portland has defined a lot of who I am and and where I'm going to go in my life, um, and I think that that was a big thing for me. Oh my god, that's great, man! That's that's an important story because sometimes people don't always have that moment, and sometimes that moment, you know, you never know when it's going to come. Yeah, so. yeah, I had no it's idea so- that it, I was like, yeah, no idea, and it was just this incredible. You know, you look around and there's suddenly just trees it felt for right, miles. right. Yep. Yeah. Por- Portland has this majesty that's just. Mm-hmm. It, there's a vibe in the city ever since I moved here that's just been uh, I can't describe it. It's yeah. it's just perfect. Yeah, yeah. Everything. There's about. definitely a life to it, and I think I'm speaking for both of us, Grant, when I say when we went out there mm-hmm. a couple summers ago, we we definitely sensed something different about Portland than was present in any of the other cities we visited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and there's an interesting moment that happens too when. Maybe not home, home, but when a city starts to feel like home, even as a visitor. You know, I've been to Portland now twice, and like it's starting to grow on me. And there's some cities where you go for there sure, the for first sure. time, and it's like, oh, this feels like home. Like I think of like New York, and I love New York. I've been there, you know, five times now. But I wouldn't want to. I would never want to call it my home. I just yeah. don't. I couldn't. I don't think I could feel it. And you sort of get a sense of a place. Like I could see Portland being home. Yeah. But it's also you need to be there a couple times right. to like feel yeah. like you know the place. You need to spend up, time. You know? Yeah. It's like any other relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. It's even like I mean, I looked back at my life of where I grew up, and it's not like I didn't like growing up in California and living in San Diego and living in Chicago. It was just like there was just a feeling that I felt comfortable. And that this place helped define who I was, and that I think is really interesting is what you, uh, what what you find and who you find. And like Colby said, like our whole the whole point of the show we did was that home doesn't have to be a place; that it can be yeah. anything, yeah. and it can be anywhere. Um, so it, it, it's really interesting to think about that it's not just where you grew up or 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 a, a physical thing that you live in. Um, uh, it, it can be a, a, an idea or, mm-hmm. you know, a hundred percent, man, a hundred percent. And that's something, that's a sentiment I think that's been echoed in some of our other conversation. And mm-hmm. that's affirming to me because it's something I feel is true as well. Uh, something I did want to talk about being yeah. is how this is the last interview we're doing in Portland air this way, but, and I know we're don't do the show, but yeah, we're fine. So, sooner rather Sue us, than, right? Later, yeah, exactly. Grant, you're going to be returning home. This and that's something that I wanted to take a chance to talk about. That's the just the feeling you get. I mean, everyone likes to travel, right? Everyone likes to venture yeah. out. But when you return home, it's kind of a special feeling. It's more than yeah. just like coming home at the end of a long day. But it's kind of like that, right? It's just a level of comfort and acceptance. And suddenly there's no more vulnerability and you feel refreshed and restored and protected mm-hmm. uh i kind of want to get your thoughts grant on that being is that you're a pretty frequent traveler mm-hmm. and again about to end a trip yeah i think um you know just like a person you know when you're away from someone you care about it's like distance makes our go fonder, right i think tra- oh, travel 
and like uh, exploration gives context to home um, and it gives you a different perspective on it. And I think oftentimes it kind of like makes you really appreciate your home even more, even though you can find things in other cities that you really like or other places. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's like a really cool feeling. Uh, it's that's the beauty of travel, right? It's like you leave and that's, there's excitement in that and you get to go explore. And then the, you know, knowing you're coming home is really exciting too. And it's like, a, it's a really cool thing. So absolutely. Yeah. Right. I, I, I love coming home. Yeah. As long as I like made it? my bed before I left, you know, <laughs> like when you come back, well, like if you come back oh, and yeah. like you, you packed really quick and you just threw everything, it's that like times. really sucks. You're kind that's of, yeah, come back to a it messy really house. Though. Yeah. Unless you like that, unless no. that's your jam. Then... Unless that's your home, right? Yeah. Who are we, who are we to judge your we? home? Yeah. I just, I was camping all, I was camping for the last five days and we came home yesterday and I, right when I saw the bridges right when I drove into the I city it was like yeah. this like ah. even though I was relaxed there was even more of a relaxation that was brought over me because I was like oh my god I love this place I love where oh, I am awesome, and it's just man. like a, it's such a cool feeling and I feel like I get that a lot when I come home and it hasn't worn off in the five years that I've lived here That's and it's cool. not that it's I just uncanny. love yeah. the architecture or just seeing the city it's like there's something about it that I know that I'm going to be able to go to my favorite restaurant and I can just feel all these things. And I think that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. And I think the opposite of that, whenever I'll go back home to San Diego, that's where I grew up and spent San Diego, San Diego, ton of my life. I go home, home. It doesn't feel like home. Yep. Like I couldn't yep. live there again. Like I feel like that place just has nothing left to gain from it anymore. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of weird coming here. I'd never lived anywhere else. Mm -hmm. and I've been here for about six years and I, I can't imagine leaving. Yeah, totally. That that's a moment we've discussed too. Is like when when home becomes a different place, and when yeah. you, when even when you like uh, when you stop calling your childhood home home, right? And yeah. you, you create home other places. Hey, Vinny, what about you? Do you? I mean, you haven't been on the road too much, huh? Have you? Uh, I mean, I've done some travel. I went to Europe while I was in college and spent oh, six months there. So that was like a that was a weird thing because I visited the the home of my ancestors. The uh, the original coaches in the Czech, Czech Republic, right? yeah. So that's kind of given a new dynamic to it. Uh, it's the first time I'd ever been on an airplane, actually, was that trip. Uh, and it gave me, like you said, Grant, a lot of context in the fact of being away and coming back. Mm -hmm. um, I think ever since then, I've been able to, I think, keep more of a perspective, or have more of a perspective about the place that I'm currently living. Like... As someone who had never traveled before that, it's kind of tough to have any sort of perspective, right? Um, totally. Yeah, totally. But, yeah, I think you guys have just said it. When you when you go, it's great to go, but you know it's home when you look forward to coming back mm -hmm. to a place yeah. you've been. It's yeah, a hell of a feeling. Yeah. So, it is, man. So, uh, have we used this one yet? Like, Bringing it on home, the podcast. We probably already made that joke like four times. <laughs> no, I think we've avoided it. Was, it until oh, now. we did. Okay, we saved sweet. it. Well, yeah, we saved it for last. That's nice. So, I, yeah, I think to bring it on home and to transfer us into the kind of final phase of of the podcast, uh, we asked two questions of our guests, and the first one is, how can people support you? You know, one way. I mean, like your website, right? You already said it, but you know, your website or or on social media, or or if there's anything else they can do to support you guys and what you're up to, um, and follow along. And then uh, if there's one thing that you guys want them to take away, what is that? Cool. Um, for 
the takeaway, I would say that challenge yourselves to find out why and what you're doing to collaborate to make that partnership or the, the team better is just communicating and constantly asking the questions of why you're doing what you're doing. You'll be amazed in uh, how much further a collaboration can go and how deep you can get into something is if you really understand why and what you're setting out to do. Um, it's something that I think is, is missing a little in what we do. And I think that even with us, we're still challenging ourselves in figuring out how we can dive deeper into collaboration. And I think that uh, people just need to, to work harder at it. We can all work harder at working together. Mm-hmm. So it sounded like self-awareness was in there. Would you say? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, I think you nice. can be so bold as to say. Thank you. Yes. Sorry, we try, we try, I try and bring up self-awareness in every single episode. <laughs> I think we're like 20-odd in, 20, mid-20s, upper 20s in every yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. Every I, single episode I, I think with I, good reason, though. <laughs> I think I'd jump on the tail of that. Yeah, just just let it go and put just dive into something that you have no idea what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of it, you're going to be a better human being. You're going to learn a lot. It might go completely south, but you'll have that much more knowledge, like my life would be so different had I not just jumped into this crazy, crazy ride with Josh and <laughs> come on, buddy. That's nice. Um, uh, that's really, I mean, but, speaking of teamwork, right? Speaking right. of team spirit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then supporting us, uh, you can hire us. You can collaborate with us. Um, follow us on yeah, Twitter, follow us on can, Twitter. We try um, to stay up to date. We with our uh, we both have Instagrams, ooh, and we try yeah. to post the pictures. post some some you know fun stuff that we're doing, and just you know we try to push what we do, and we we use our personal time to continue to work. You know we love doing it. We love doing what we do. So it's like a lot of our social media stuff is just all of us pushing what we're doing. So if you want to see some just like random weird patterns or uh-huh. a weird, you know, character that Colby may draw or something, it's like, that's a, that's a great way of seeing that. And then of course our website, um, that should be launching, uh, sometime in August, hopefully. Pressure's on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah, you've, now you've like, yeah. date. I, I like Damn that. Uh, there in the media, man. This is very specific, but I really like, um, speaking of your social media, but I remember you guys posting about the, is it Radley? Do you call it? Or what was yeah, that? Radley. That little thing. Good vibes robot. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll show notes that, but like, that was a really sure, cool thing. And sure. I was, gl- I was like, oh, I'm glad I followed these guys. It's like an interesting little thing you guys are doing. Well, and that was the first time that we had really realized Josh and I, um, because the, the guy who really masterminded that was Steve. Steven, our studio manager. Classic Steven. And classic Steven manager. Steven manager um, studio. <laughs> Mr. Manager. Um, and yeah, he really spearheaded that thing, and it's really rad. You guys should check it out when you have some time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that was a, a pretty good turning point for us. We realized that. Where he could come up with an idea, and then we, and we, do, help, produce we help produce this idea. But it yeah. overall was Joelby. Felt like yeah. everyone. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. Yeah. There it's it cool. is, man. That is That's the hallmark of team spirit, right? We when help. you can all work towards the same end zone. Help yes. each other. Hug yeah. someone. And I, I think if if I was going to leave with a last thought here, Vince, on that whole idea of team spirit, is that um, that everybody has a place on a team and that um, I think f- w- I, you know a lot of people can step up and be leaders in different ways. 
but I think especially if you're in a leadership position, I think you need to like understand that if you're a leader, that there are people relying on you and that their mood and their work and, and their energy is affected by yours. Oh my God. And so Absolutely. you, you can't, so you really can't make mis or excuse me, you can't make excuses like when you start, like, unless it's a valid one, but I, I, I found that like when I've worked for or worked with, you know, in a hierarchical position where I'm below someone and they're a leader and I just, they start making excuses. I just stop believing them. And I stop believing in what we're doing. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. I think, uh, just being honest and, and also taking the time to be introspective on that stuff because it's your job as a leader to sort of set the tone for the culture. I think it goes the other way Dude, too. on point. Yeah. If important, some, that was an important thing to say and I'm glad you said it, man. If, if you're, if someone's leading you and you think you can improve yeah. what they're doing or, or how you're working together with them, like it's also in your court too. If you're like, Oh, my boss is a dick. And he always tells me to use papyrus. Well, you should have a conversation <laughs> with him the, the about it. And don't just think that you're just a set of hands. Like mm -hmm. you've been chosen for a reason to work mm -hmm. at this place. Like talk about That's it. That's on point you know? too, man. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that is a crutch where it's like, you can sort of just, Oh, it, it, it's, it's at any point when the parties are, are just thinking, Oh, this isn't on, this isn't my fault. This isn't, I'm not responsible for yeah. this. It's like, so it's no. just sort of like, it is that team spirit and yeah, that, that collective up. like energy. Yeah. That's the difference, right? Get it's like there. you're, you're a group of people working with one another when people are thinking, ah, it's, that's not my responsibility. But when everyone always thinks everything is my responsibility, that's when it's a team. Mm -hmm. When people are really sharing both the, and the duties Hell of yeah. the group. Vince, I actually want to go ahead and suggest in the, I was going to say in the spirit of team spirit. Uh, Perfect. I, yeah, right. When, you know, usually at, at halftime or before the game, you sort of do, you know, a bit of a chant or a cheer. A little uh, rally Which cry is very much a part of the team. Um, so at, at the end of every show, we say ship it. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if we could maybe like go hands in here All right. and just yeah. do a, a one, two, three, ship it. And Vince, you can sort of virtually do it. Just pump You've your hands. You've excluded me again, Grant. Well, <laughs> hey, you should have come Here, along. I'll use my yeah. other hand. Okay, yeah. he's put. I'll use the coffee mug. They're standing in. Uh, okay, so one, two, three. Ship, Ship it. it. Nice. Oh, God, on point, guys. Yeah. Hey, thank you website. so much. Okay.